Hey there, I'm country rock artist Susie Corey, and you're listening to the David Bowers Awards. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. John Bon Jovial, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary one, and I am not. I am the David Bowers, and we are both here to bring you lots of music and some talk. We've got a special show again this week for you. We have another album preview special by an artist who's never been on the show before because he's never released an album before. This is his debut album, and we're going to be going to that in just a few minutes. But first, we're going to run this one by you because this is a hot new single release from a girl who goes by the name of Katie J. Pearson. It's called Fire Leap. If you did not recognize that, you are not 
a horror film freak because that is the music from the soundtrack of that old 1973 horror film, The Wicker Man. It's being done in honor of the 50th anniversary. Uh, Katie J. Pearson has done an album of cover copies of songs from the movie, which you just heard her latest release, second from the album, The Wicker Man, and the entire album will be out October 31st, appropriately enough, so all you horror freaks can have yourself one great Halloween. You can play the music and scare yourself and your neighbors to death, and uh, you can deal with the phone calls from the neighbors, but uh, the album is really an interesting salute to The Wicker Man, and uh, it features some current uh, name artists, including Wet Leg, Drugstore Romeos, and Sarah Meth. You just heard Fire Leap from the Wicker Man cover album by Katie J. Pearson. John Bon Jovial, I know you get into the horror films every now and then. What would you think of it? Oh, on occasion, I, I have been known to watch a chop me up or two. What did I think of it? Um... <laughs> Why do I, I feel sorry nice. I asked? I really, wa- I really want to be nice. I mean, there, there's some aspects of it that I thought were pretty good, but I honestly, and I know that we're supposed to be honest about this stuff on the show, uh, I don't know that I could handle a steady diet of it. No, no, I agree with that. I, I don't think any of us could or should, for that matter. <laughs> but uh, I think having it come out in time for Halloween uh No, is, that's cool. Uh, yeah, you you could set the stage for your own Halloween party. I mean, uh, you know, run out in the afternoon, get the copy after the album comes out, set it up in your uh, you know your front room or someplace, and be able to scare the devil out of everybody that comes around and save all that free candy for yourself. So, uh, and and putting your putting your boots on, and after about the fiftieth rendition of it, stomping on your uh, portable stereo so you don't have to listen to it for the remainder of the well, night. You got to remember now this is an album. You don't have to play the same cut over and over again. <laughs> you can pick from several equally weird and obnoxious tracks, but uh, no, I think and, it's and, a- and and Katie, I'm I'm sorry. I look, I know that you're a talented young lady. I get that. I really do because even just to make a record today and and produce it and do a great job with it takes a lot of talent. I I know it does. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, it's it just not my cup of tea, I guess. <laughs> no, I don't think it's everybody's cup of tea, but uh, I salute her for doing it, taking on a, uh, it had to be a challenging task, doing cover copies of songs from a 50-year-old horror film. That's uh, it's an interesting accomplishment, and I wouldn't it's be surprised. It's not an easy task. No, I would not be surprised if the album becomes a... Uh, an annual classic that we hear uh, played frequently in years to come around uh, around that same date. I would not be surprised at all. I know one thing. I know if if I still if I still had my kids living at home because we used to do some crazy setups for Halloween. We'd transform one room that had an outside door. We'd transform that into a Halloween scenario, and we'd let the the, you know, the trick-or-treaters come into that room to get the candy. And, you know, we, we had weird things like I would pop out of a coffin or, you know, all kinds of that. So I could see us uh, utilizing that 
to create a Halloween scenario. Yeah, I can see that being done in that particular scenario, and I think it would be very apropos and perfect. I agree. I think it. Uh, that's why I think we may hear that album stick around for some years to come. We'll find out. Our buddies up at Rochester Free Radio have stuck around, and they've kept us around, and we are very glad they did. We want to salute them and our house band, Titty Bingo, who's done our theme song for going on 11 years. And our friends at Rochester Free Radio include Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble Show, which follows the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio every Saturday. Armand spins a lot of weird stuff after Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble for an all-Saturday afternoon music marathon. Then, of course, Saturday nights, Jeff Moulton's ABC Oldies, for those of you who dig on the old tracks. And don't forget Sunday, Brian Judah's Rock the Rock from noon to four for another afternoon of great music on our friends WRFZ FM 106.3, better known as Rochester Free Radio in Rochester, New York. Now to the music and our guest this week, who goes by the name Scotty Hollywood Band. And uh, we'll talk more about and with Scotty in just a few minutes. But first, we're going to give you the track that is currently out and climbing the charts for Scotty. This is off his brand new album, and the track is called Ricochet. Oh, 
the Ricochet. That is the Scotty Hollywood band from their brand new album. It's called Wonderview, which is spelled with a V-U at the end. And here to talk to us about it and tell us all the little secrets from the music here is the man himself. Come on in here and say hello, Scotty. Hey, guys. How are you? And thank you for having me on the program. Well, thank you for joining us. We're doing fine and hope you are, too. And uh, we're going to pick your brain because you are a new talent as far as the listeners are concerned, although uh, you've been around and we'll, we'll scratch the surface on that as we go on here. But first, tell us a little bit about the Scotty Hollywood Band. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the Scotty Hollywood Band, it's essentially me as a singer-songwriter. I've been doing this for quite some time, but this is my first release on MTS Records. Um, looking forward to getting out and playing. Um, you know, I have a, I'm out here in Denver, Colorado, so I have the musicians that I access here in Denver, down in Colorado Springs and in the heart of the city. And on this particular uh, record, which is called Wondervoo, I had a guitarist by the name of Shane Lamb out of Nashville that played the guitar parts, and the guitar parts were mixed by a guy by the name of Casey Woods. And then I have a guy out here in uh, Denver by the name of Jesse O'Brien who does my mixing. Uh, just, you know, I have some real great talent as part of the, uh, the Scotty Hollywood band, and uh, uh, I'm a lucky guy. Well, you sure come up with a fun sound. It is. I, I couldn't help but thinking as we were listening to it that uh, it's just a kickback, let your foot tap, enjoy, sing along once you get to know the lyrics. And uh, the ricochet isn't hard because all you got to do is repeat the ricochet uh, frequency. But no, I love the track. I love the listening. I love the, the feel that you get with it. And I also love the fact that you took away and stole my next question because I was going to ask you to tell us about the members of the band. But since you took away my next question, I'm going to turn <laughs> you over to John Bon Jovi. I'll let him come in here and talk with you. Awesome. Well, Scotty, Scotty, welcome to the show. It is great to have you on. And I, uh, very impressed with the ricochet. I, that, that was, that's great. It's just, yeah, David's right. It's good foot tapping music. I love the guitar work on it. The vocals are great. The production values are good. And, uh, well, they're not good. They're, they're better than good. They're great on it. Uh, <laughs> Don't but I, the especially, I especially like the, uh, use of the old timey Western saloon piano at the end. I thought that was pretty cool and it fits so well. Yeah. What? Thank you. That kind of happened in a, in the studio situation where I, uh, you know, found that, uh, type of sound and, uh, yeah, it's reminiscent of those old kind of carnival type of, uh, things. And I had to have it in the song and, uh, that really sparked the idea for the music video that just dropped today. Uh, the music video takes place in like a theme park. So we kind of, I think that sound, it's funny that you picked up on that because I think that prompted the entire direction of the music video for the Ricochet. But of all of the direction that you could have taken with this particular song, and, and I'm sure that there were quite a few variants that you may have thought of before you settled on this, what was it, even before the video came out, what was it about that particular sound that made you think to yourself, that's it, I've got to put that in? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, I, I think, again, it's got that nostalgic uh, um, sound that's so reminiscent of the old, and I love to bring those elements into modern music. Um, I think it gives it, um, 
you know, some, some, it makes you recognize it a little better and um, kind of puts you into a vibe or an atmosphere of, uh, you know, carnival desert. I like kind of those themes of, um, uh, you, you know, to explore, and you can do that through sound. Honestly, the last time I think I heard that kind of piano used in a song was, I believe, was it 1968 that the Beatles came out with the White Album and Rocky Raccoon? They made very good use of that, and just as good, and I think that you made just as good a use of the piano in your song and made it every bit as effective as Paul McCartney and John Lennon did in their effort. Well, thank you. Then I'm I'm in good company, and as far as I know, the Beatles did pretty well, so uh, that's good. Yeah, they were they were okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they seem to manage to get it to go over pretty well. I agree. I love yeah, the keyboard. Right. That's why I had to subtly dig John to be sure and mention the keyboard in his in his credits there. I you know, I, I was sitting listening to that. I'm a, I'm an old westerns freak, so I'm watching old Western yeah. movies and TV shows a lot. And, uh, you know, I got that same feeling. You got that, uh, that barroom piano and uh, I'm sitting there, you know, crossing between today and Gunsmoke. I mean, come on, it's, that's, that's just the sound and I love it. But uh, yeah, you have got a, uh, listening to the whole album, you've got a great sound. You've got an ear for music that is definitely listenable. And that's a big thing. Another thing I like is, I love when I'm going through music for an artist and I can't figure out which tracks to pick because they're all so good. And you've got an album that fits that description. I know the next track we're going to play brings back memories in a totally different venue, but I'll get to that in a moment. You've got a reputation, even though you're new as a Scotty uh, Hollywood band, you've got a reputation for some good music on your own. And uh, I know they they credit you with emotion-filled vocals, irrelevant stage wit, and some energetic live performances. Now, in your other persona as the other person or people that you have been, how long have you been doing this? Oh, man, I've been doing it uh, since I was a kid. Uh, You know, I started as a drummer, and drums are really my core uh, forte instrument. Um, so I grew up playing the drums, uh, playing in jazz bands and rock bands, and slowly began to teach myself just some other instruments by ear. And I uh, picked up the bass guitar, which prompted a lot of my songwriting, picked up the piano, um, some light guitar work, and uh, started singing in bands and so forth. So been doing it for quite some time, but uh, drums are where it all began. And you have a uh, quite a reputation in percussion circles as a top-notch drummer too. They, I, I've read where they compared you to several artists, uh, a couple being uh, Rob Thomas, Vampire Weekend, John Mayer. Uh, have you gotten to work with any of these artists so that you got a feel of how you relate to them? I have not personally worked with uh, any of those guys, but I would love to. Um, I, yeah, I think we have some similarities on the you know, kind of the pop rock uh, vein, but then uh, exploring into some other elements of, you know, roots and folk and blues and so forth. So, um, but those are all great, uh, great cats that I'd love to work with. Well, there you go. We get the word out here. Maybe one of them or one of their agents will be listening and you'll be, uh, you'll be getting a call from them in the near future. We'd love to see it ourselves because you definitely have an ear and the ability 
to create the music that uh, is definitely there. And that is interesting because you are also known as an actor. Uh, you, how long have you been? How long have you been acting? I mean, well, I don't know if I'm known, I, Yeah, I don't know if I'm known as an actor, but I'm an actor. So, uh, you know, I think it's a great parallel between fronting a band and performing. And you know, they say all actors want to be musicians. All musicians want to be actors. So uh, I kind of fell into that out here in Denver quite a bit, and signed with an agency and have done, uh, you know, commercial work and some independent films and so forth. But uh, um, I love it. I don't love it as much as I love music, but it's a close second. John Bunzo, How can you go wrong, though, with a name like Scotty Hollywood? I mean, that's yeah. destined to be the, uh, lead, you know, the, the role of a, of a leading actor. I mean, that's, that's, that's the name for the lead man, Scotty Hollywood. Right. Well, I had some people guiding me that uh, my last name is actually Argero, and uh, I'm, you know, Greek-Italian and uh, have a lot of uh, vowels in my name. So at some point, some of my people that guided me said, hey, you know, why don't we go with Scotty, the Scotty Hollywood band? So it's uh, so far it's worked out. It's definite attention getting device. And right now we're going to switch our attention to the next track that uh, I arbitrarily picked for the show here. I was told one track I had to play. We've got that out of the way. So now I'm going to dip into a couple others that have uh, different meanings to me that caused me to select them to be included here. And the next one is Moonshine Lake. Now, every time I see that title, I think of the cow cells go Appalachia. I mean, for the kids in the audience, they don't know the cow cells were a, a family rock group from back Partridge in the family, yeah. You know, yeah, on the Partridge family days, and they did a song about a place they used to get away to in upstate New York called Indian Lake. As soon as I heard this title, I thought immediately of that. Tell us about Moonshine Lake. Yeah, uh, Moonshine Lake is kind of a kind of a dreamy song, kind of about a guy who comes across this uh, lake and he's he, he's just captivated by it, and I think it's causing him to uh, question a lot of things and so forth in his life. And uh, so I, I think it can be interpreted in a lot of different ways, but I'm pretty proud of that one. Well, we're going to listen to it right now, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the Scotty Hollywood Band from the brand new album, Wonder Vu. This is Moonshine Lake. Walking on down by Moonshine Lake. Walking on down by Moonshine Lake. Water flowing round. There's no reflection on a moonshine lake No resurrection on a moonshine lake Till my knees are on the ground My eyes coming unwound I've seen water turn to wine But I've never seen a prettier deep On a moonshine lake Shedding my skin like a scarlet snake Waiting on the sun For a little peace of mind Floating on out into a moonshine lake Cooling myself in the midnight way At the cricket choir sounds Let the waters wash me down
Moonshine Lake, the Scotty Hollywood Band from their brand new, just released album, Wonderville. And we will talk with uh, Scotty about how you can get a hold of a copy of the album in a little bit before we let him go. But we've got a whole list of things that we want to touch on before that. And one of the questions I have, Scotty, you have an interesting uh, track that you followed, let's see, from, uh, from Pittsburgh to someplace in California. And now, how did you wind up in Castle Rock, Colorado? Yeah, good question. Born and raised in Pittsburgh, spent uh, a little bit of time in San Francisco, uh, California, back to Pittsburgh, and now here in Denver. So, you know, uh, work and uh, uh, music pursuits led me out here. And uh, if you've never been to Denver, it's uh, it's quite a place. And definitely from a creative songwriting perspective, um, not so bad uh, of a environment and setting to write songs. I have never made it to Denver. I would like to get there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'd want to be there in the winter. And I'm from upstate New York myself. <laughs> and I spent close to 30 years in Southern California, which kind of spoiled me. And I've learned that I can get along very nicely without all that white stuff and without the sub-zero temperatures. And I never seem to hurt my back feeling sunshine. So I'm uh, not sure I'd want to spend the winter there. But, yeah, I would love to get up there and see Denver, the mountains, and the area. It's, uh, it, it's an intriguing and beautiful, beautiful place. Now, you have been making sure. music, as you told us, for quite a while since you were a kid, really. You have been known for uh, music that you have released in the past, CDs, which I guess have been uh, have been distributed internationally, gotten a lot of airplay and independent college radio stations. How do you feel about the state of the music business today, specifically as it faces uh, young creatives on their way up? Absolutely. I, you know, I think it's a, a double-edged sword. It's bittersweet. With the new technology, it's great in that it's an entry point for just about anybody that wants to create and put music out on their own. However, I think with that comes a lot of noise, within, you know, uh, different streaming channels and so forth. So you got to kind of sift through the noise to find the, the good stuff. Um, but I, I think it's an exciting time for um, artists in that, you know, it used to be quite expensive to hit a studio and studio time and put out records. And now with all this technology, you can pretty much do things out of your, uh, out of your basement and, and do a pretty reputable product. So the good with the bad. What would you, if you had one minute to address a fan who walked up to you, shook your hand, and asked you the question, what would you tell him when he asked you, what's the one thing I need to know to make it in music today? Yeah, I've got that question many times. And, uh, you know, I would say it is a passion beyond passion. I mean, you you know, for for you to pursue it, it, uh, it really takes somebody who is um, – uh, insanely passionate <laughs> about their craft because it is incredibly time consuming. Um, and, you know, if you have that passion, uh, you'll, you'll create and you'll spend the time. And I, you know, I've just through the years, I, I, I can't imagine the hours I've spent recording drum parts and bass parts and singing parts and writing and so forth. But, uh, it's never been work to me. It's just been, um, absolute fun. Um, and it's, it's amazing when you get in a studio environment, the time, uh, just flies by. I can sit down in a studio at seven o'clock at night 
and boom, it's one in the morning and you feel like 30 minutes went by. So I would tell that person that you really have to examine yourself in terms of do you have that kind of passion um, to, to persevere? And if you do have the passion, you'll, you'll make it happen. I think that's true of really many industries today. Uh, my own, for example, and I know that uh, David can relate to this, uh, is radio. Um, I got into radio in 1971, and I can remember hanging out at the uh, the radio station uh, WUSF in Tampa at the University of South Florida, and I couldn't stay away from the place. I just ept, uh, ate and slept and, and breathed radio. I, I I couldn't learn enough. I couldn't get enough information. I just right. you know, every every waking minute. And, uh, and and it allowed me to uh, polish my craft. And while I have been out of terrestrial radio for a number of years now, it's, uh, you know, the love and the fire is still there, which is why David and I do this program every week. It enables us to really kind of uh, stir the creative juices. But, yes, you're not going to excel at your craft unless you just let it absolutely consume you. And that that's what radio was like for me. It just it consumed me. I couldn't Absolutely. think of anything else. Absolutely. And, uh, it definitely and, was. And, it's, and it paid off over the years, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it uh it served us well and it uh it addicted us to the uh, profession to the point where well as I've told on the show many times, uh John and I were sitting talking at his home one time here about eleven years ago and uh, reminiscing about how we loved radio and how it wasn't the same anymore. And I just out of the clear blue sky said, you know what, with the Internet, we could do our own show and do whatever the heck we damn pleased. And uh, yeah. one thing led to another, and about two or three months later, we were starting this uh, journey we have been on ever since, approaching 11 years and living every minute of it. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, you definitely have to immerse yourself in it. you got to be hooked on yeah, it. And, and like... Like like any new venture, you know the the first uh, few months of us doing this show, it was uh, compared to what we do today, it was pretty crude. It was, um, a but we managed. <laughs> it, it was, but we polished it and uh, have come to uh, really enjoy it. And, and I will admit that there's times, there's weeks when it's like, oh God, I don't want to do this tonight. But then once that switch goes on, it's like, hey, it's showtime. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I it's clear never... you guys are, yeah, you guys are passionate and really good at what you do. So, well, thank you. Uh, I had never up. done an interview in my life before we started this. Uh, I think the interview was actually secondary to having the artists come on and for us to share their music. And then somewhere along the line, we realized, hey, we got to talk to these people. We can't just play their music. And uh, we sort of, uh, Worked on that as we went along, sort of OJT, as it were. Uh, you, right. as, an, as an artist, have had a very interesting career, uh, both as an actor and as a musician. And I know that from what I've read, you've had your music in in several films as well as having appeared in them. Can you tell us some of the films that your music has been appeared in? Yeah, you bet. Um, so there, uh, Joel Schumacher, who's a director who uh, passed away a couple of years ago, but uh, he had a movie called 12 
and uh, a, a small clip of my music appears within that song uh, or within that film, 12. Um, Paul Lieberstein uh, is the was the uh, involved with The Office and was the director for the the TV show The Office. He's done some side work and and podcasts and different projects and has used my music uh, for those uh, projects. So um, I you know I have a great friend uh, that is within the uh, sound production business for TV and movies, and he's been very generous in. Um, ensuring that when there's an opportunity for, you know, somebody seeking a song, uh, he makes sure that my music uh, is presented to some of the powers that be, and, and I've gotten lucky in that respect. So it doesn't hurt to have names like that on your on your resume. Absolutely, it does not. No, this next song we're going to turn to from your Wonder Vu album is, I have to admit, I picked this originally simply because of the title, Tell us about human to human. Yeah, human to human. I I wrote during the pandemic, and it was really um, a song that that was about um, uh, kind of the frustration of technology and how everybody's you know was stuck on Zoom cameras and nobody was face to face. Everybody was having that uh, technology interaction and. Um, the the song had that messaging within it and then my music video director for human to human really took that to heart and uh made the theme of this music video uh about that subject of disconnection in humans uh what technology is doing to us uh so i'll 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 have to get you guys the video hopefully you'll like it absolutely definitely look forward to that and here it is ladies and gentlemen from the album wonder the Scotty Hollywood Band, Human to Human.
Human to Human. That's the Scotty Hollywood Band from the brand new album on NPS Records, Wonder Boo, which, as our listeners know, this show is pre-recorded a few days in advance of the release. And we are recording the show today on the day that the album is being released so that by the time you hear this, the album will be accessible to you. Now, Scotty, we're having the pleasure of sitting here talking with you for the better part of an hour. And I have one question overriding that I want to ask you about the album Wonder Vu. This song, Human to Human, was pretty much what I thought it probably would be. And I just wanted to get your take on your thought, your theme, your concept for the album as a whole. Was there a thread that tied them all together for you? You know, I think so. I mean, it's a it's a pop rock record. But I think there are a lot of themes of humanity and um, connection and togetherness. And, you know, I think we're at a time in the world where uh, we need more uh, more connection, more communication. Um, and I think that's a common tie. I think a common tie, commonality is that, that uh, human-to-human um, characteristic. I was uh, looking on Facebook the other day, as so many people do. And I saw one of these memes that uh, words to the effect of, uh, would you like to bring back something uh, from the 70s? What would you what quality of life would you like to have from the 70s that is absent today? And my answer to that was uh, life before social media and the Internet and listening to human to human made me think about that, that I had just earlier today had, had put that down, you know, in, so in, in words, if you will, uh, as an answer to this meme. And uh, I, I just I thought that was very apropos. It's a great song. Everything Thank I've heard so, so far on this is really good. Uh, dude, you're good. <laughs> don't let anybody well, tell you otherwise. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, you know, if you don't like the music, there's other services I provide, landscaping, uh, lawn mowing. <laughs> <laughs> leaf blowing but but hopefully you'll like the music i agree with well John. This is, I, uh, you know i i am i i like to be nice to people i that's just a something that my mother always made sure that you know make sure you're always nice to somebody even if you don't like them but in this particular case i really like what you're doing um we had a song on earlier uh, before we brought you in that uh, I, I tried as diplomatically as I could to say it's okay, but I really didn't like it. But this is really this is really really good. And if you've released any of these on CDs, if you want to send us a couple of copies, uh, one each here, uh, you're not gonna you know you don't have to twist my arm. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, we've well, never been accused so of being That's- subtle. <laughs> yeah, th- no, that means a lot, and I, I appreciate it, guys. The album is one that uh, that stands to what I have said for, well, since my radio days. You have got music here that needs to be in ears, needs to be in as many ears as possible. And if you do that, if you get it in enough ears, you're going to have a hit on your hands because this has all the qualities that are necessary for that just got to make sure it gets heard and we're going to do everything we can to try and help you along with that because uh, I really believe in this. It's a, it's a great listening album and uh, it would be, be a 
welcome addition to a lot of collections. I know I thank Mike for not only putting us in contact with you, Mike at MPS, but also for having sent me the uh, tracks of the album so that uh, we could play them here. And uh, I have definitely put a few miles on them already and will do more so. Now, before we let you go, run out of time, a couple of things I want to touch on. One, we always try to let our guests have time to tell the folks how they can find you, how they can follow you, uh, contact you if they want, and, of course, most importantly, how they can get your music. You bet. So you can uh, look me up at thescottyhollywoodband.com. That's our website, and uh, that'll have, you know, latest information and information about uh, accessing the album and uh, touring information as well as we get out and, and play some clubs and so forth. And then we're pretty much worldwide on all streaming platforms. So everything from Spotify to Deezer to Apple Music, iTunes, and it's under the Scotty Hollywood Band. So, I, yeah, I'd certainly um, appreciate uh, anybody that uh, wants, to, wants to take a ride with us. I'd love it. Absolutely. John Bon Jovial, a parting shot from you. Yeah. Are you going to be doing any touring? You know, we hope to. So I'm here in Denver. We're, we're kind of assessing where uh, the music is getting some play. And if I have an opportunity to, to logistically make it work, um, we're going to do so. So whether that's uh, back in the East where I used to play quite a bit out of Pittsburgh or uh, out here on the West Coast, uh, and then ideally this is going internationally. So, uh, I would, I would love to, uh, to play somewhere internationally and I'll cross my fingers for that one. There you go. Well, and, of course uh, we, we, we hope you do because, uh, you know, David's in the, uh, Phoenix, Arizona area. He's in Tempe. Uh, right now I'm in Florida, but we are getting ready to transition up North and in another month or so we're going to be, uh, changing our, personal headquarters to the Kalamazoo, Michigan area. Uh, so uh, if you do get up uh, and play at like Meyer Gardens in Grand Rapids or something, that would be wonderful, and we would definitely come out and see you. That would be awesome. I would love that. And we always encourage our guests to stay in touch with us because if you do manage to get to our areas, we would love to get to meet you, uh, see you uh, perform, of course, but even if you were passing through and we got together for coffee, that would be cool as well. I want to mention also that we have a, among our plethora of social media, we have uh, three pages on Facebook, but one of them is the David Bowers Awards Groups Music Page, and that is there for the sole purpose of our guests and, for that matter, any indie artist, to post their personal news, releases, tour dates, anything you want to share with your followers. You can share it there directly. You don't need to send the uh, press release and ask our permission. You can post it directly to that page. We will pick it up from there and spread it around all over the place. As I tell people, tell us anything but a secret. We can't keep secrets. We share everything. So uh, if you have news, anything you want to share, post it up on the David Bowers Awards groups page on Facebook, and we'll be sure to spread it around to the other sites where we post. Well, I love it, guys. And, man, I, again, I really appreciate you guys having me on the program. This has been very fun. And uh, if we do get a chance to meet, coffee is on me. You got it. And before we let you go, before you tell us about Wonder Boo, the song, John wants to get in with one question. What you got, John? Yeah, I just I want to circle back to uh, human to human for a second. Uh, you know, I, I gave you my take on it. 
yeah. but I failed to ask you your take on it. I know that you uh, kind of waxed eloquently a little bit there, but uh, the the title "Human to Human" are are you trying to relate frustration of a lack of communication with people, uh, which used to be better than it is now because with all the isolation that is going on in the world with social media and such, or was it something different? No, that's that boy, you guys pick up on some great themes. So yeah, I think it would definitely be that I'm somebody that, uh, loves, you know, I, I, I love the dinner table. I love sitting around at a family get together and, talking to everybody and having that one-on-one communication. And I, you know, I think we're in a day and an age where uh, somebody just sends a text, you know, and you respond via text. And Mm -hmm. I do miss that uh, face-to-face communication. I, I, I'm somebody that loves that. So I think, yeah, definitely within that song, um, there would be some degree of, boy, we wish we could get back to, uh, to that face-to-face interaction. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I know it's something that I've, harped on for a long time now is the lack of direct communication. I mean, there, I swear there are people that don't know telephones are for talking. They're all text messages. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, what, what are you going to do a couple of generations from now? Are we going to be completely mute and just send messages to each other? It's, it's a cold and I think a wrong direction to go in. I mean, text messages are great for quick communication, get a message or quick, you know, Hey, Scotty Hollywood, I need to have you call me. Great. That's fine. But in the end, it's nice to be able to verbalize, to communicate verbally and express yourself that way. So yeah, I have to agree with you a hundred percent on that. And now it's getting to the point where we are about out of time. I want to give you a chance to tell us about this next track, Wondervoo, which of course is the title of the album. And I want to take this opportunity to thank you so much for coming and sharing with us. It's always a pleasure to talk with an artist and to have you open up the way you have and tell us your innermost thoughts is really, really what we're here for. We want to get to know the artist and to share that knowledge and feeling with our listeners. So a hundred thank yous for that. Thank you to Mike at MTS Records, who is a champion and the stage is all yours now, Scotty. Tell us about the title track to Wondervoo. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, you guys definitely get the uh, get the information out of the artist. It's like a Barbara Walters interview. So you guys do a good job. Um, uh, Wondervoo, uh, Wondervoo is a little bit of a ballady, um, slower tune. Uh, definitely a bit isolated. A bit uh, about you know somebody expressing some loneliness maybe on one of those nights where uh, you don't just feel very connected. So I, I think there is some, um, hopefully there's some hope within there, but also some some loneliness within this track. So, uh, and it's called Wonderboo. It's the very uh, last tune of the Wonderboo record, and it just kind of slows everything down into a ballad form, and I hope you dig it. I'm sure we will, and it's the very last tune that we're going to be able to play today again Scotty Hollywood, thank you and your band, and we definitely look forward to the next time you come and see us. Ladies and gentlemen, they go by the name of the Scotty Hollywood Band. The album is Wondervoo with a V-U at the end, and here's the title track, Wondervoo.
with the title track to Wondervoo by the Scotty Hollywood Band right here on the David Bowers Awards. A lot of fun, a great album. I hope you enjoyed it half as much as we did, John Bon Jovial. I think it's time for you to take us home. Yes, David, it certainly is. What a great show today. What a huge talent this guy is. I really enjoyed his music quite a bit. Hey, folks, you have done it again, and we are forever grateful that you spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, and uh, hope to see you again next week. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios that we have here in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and we're available for free on most of the major streaming services. You can also support the David Bowers Awards by clicking the Support This Podcast link on our Spotify podcast page, and we would really be grateful if you'd do that. Join us next week. For the David Bowers Awards, Saturday on WRFZ FM 106.3 in your FM radio dial in Rochester, New York, otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio. And if you are out of their uh, broadcasting range, you know you can always pick them up on Rochester Free Radio 
dot com on the interwebs and that always happens saturday at noon eastern and then the next day on sunday you can join us on blog talk radio at 2 p.m eastern 11 a.m pacific and 6 p.m utc on sunday and so uh that's pretty much the schedule and that's how it works so until next week for the david bowers and all of our crew of rejects here at the radio ranchero i am yours truly the legendary john bon jovial saying be good to each each other love each other that new covid vaccine is out so go get it protect yourself and we'll see you next week right here on the david bowers awards